Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to Shaq. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to episode 10 of the Ball Boys NBA podcast. We've hit double digit boys. I'm here with uh, my boy Jermaine. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, man. Good to be back. And, and we're also joined by Callum, who's back from a one week off. How are you doing, hey, mate? Hey, baby. I'm good, boys. <laughs> you, you're a bit hyped on today's games? I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Great day of basketball to be a Miami Heat fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of the Miami Heat, Callum? Lifelong, lifelong fan. Lifelong. I didn't know that. Yeah, jeez, jumping on. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we've, it's been a big day, big day of basketball today. There's, there's a lot to talk about. Um, right now we're recording this on uh, a Wednesday night, Thursday over in, oh, sorry, no, Tuesday night over, late Tuesday night over in America, um, right after the Clippers have been eliminated by the, um, by the uh, Nuggets They've been eliminated the second time in, in two series. The Nuggets have come back from a 3-1 deficit. Um, uh, fair to say, boys, that the Clippers curse is real? Yeah. It seems <laughs> like it. That's a... It must be. It has to be. Like, uh, I feel like everyone's a, bit, a little bit let down as well. Like, huge upset by Denver. You've you got to give your hat to them. But yeah, everyone sure. wanted an LA Finals, man. LA versus LA. So, so I'm feeling yeah. a bit let down overall. Hey. Oh, same here. So disappointed. I mean... You, you want to see the the two-headed dragon of, you know, LeBron and AD versus Kawhi and PG, but unfortunately, we're not going to see that. Who knows if we'll see that ever, you know, depending on what the Clippers do, but yeah, big big disappointment. Yeah, the battle of LA, we were promised it from the start of the yeah. season. It was it was aligned, like, it was going to be there. I mean, we, we weren't going to have the staple center um, battle, which, which I was already a bit bummed out about, but um, yeah. Look, you got to give it up to the Nuggets, but like, fucking hell, two times in a row. Like, how do these guys keep doing it? Like, what's going on? Is three, it 3-1 is actually like in, insane, like feat itself to, to come back once, but then do it back-to-back series. Man, these guys, are they're built different. I'm going to go on a limb and, and say that I don't think this has ever been done before. Like, I can't think of a team that's come back in consecutive series um, being down 3-1. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But the, the pretty, one year pretty... that comes to mind is um, obviously it wasn't the same team, but there was, was that, I think it was the 2016 series where Golden State came back to beat Oklahoma from a 3-1 lead to go yeah, to yeah. the finals. But then, then they lost obviously it. The, <laughs> I, I said, yeah, not the same team, but then yeah, the next, yeah, yeah. Series, next series was um, Cleveland coming back from a 3-1. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, it so happen, not the same it team. Happen, yeah, it's pretty yeah. rare. It is pretty rare to happen like that. But yeah, the same yeah. team to do it, it's um, pretty wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, and, and man, I'm I'm about to jump on board this Jamal Murray hype train. Like, I've oh, been man. I've been like reserving, but like I'm I'm on board now. Like, let's go, let's yeah. go, Jamal Murray. He's in my top fifteen. Let's go. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Settle down. Mate, he averaged is... eighteen points in the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> now he's just turned into like an MVP. Is he's the bubble MVP for real this time? Like, you know. Playoff MVP. Playoff bubble MVP. Here we go. Um, so, what do we what do we think about the the Clippers? Like, where where do they go from here? Like, is it a case of just 
regroup. Um, I, I've, I've seen a lot of talk after the game of chemistry from, from the Clippers. Like a lot of, um, I think Paul George was saying it, Kawhi was saying it, Lou Williams was saying it, that they needed to develop a bit of chemistry. Is it a case of them just having another offseason together, run it back, let's try again, or do they need to make any changes? Jermaine, what do you think? I think it honestly is that thing. They, they have the pieces. Like, I mean, like everyone said from the very start of the season, like these guys have the, seat, the the pieces to make a championship run, and unfortunately, it didn't happen this year. But I don't think they do have to change anything. It just has to be that chemistry. I think I honestly think that Lou will like um, thing where his where he he got caught going to <laughs> to the clubs. Oh. Um, <laughs> what kind of club was that? What club was that again? Sorry. Oh, he was just going to get some chicken wings though. It's oh, some chicken oh wings. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I honestly think, I mean, there were a lot of distractions, that being one of them. I think there were some, yeah, as you were saying, some internal locker room things. Mm. But um, I think they have to just regroup and come back next season exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Cal? I think, I think that's the, the easiest way to point the finger is this point at chemistry. There's an argument behind it because... It seems like a bit of a cop-out answer, hey. He came into the season a, a little bit late with the shoulders... Um, and then, look, Kawhi always kind of coasts the regular season in terms of, like, he rests, you know, 20, 25 games. Um, so mm. I understand that argument. I'm still... I still feel like they should they should have been clicking by the end. Um, I mean, like, 82 games, yeah. that's a lot of games. That's a lot of games to play yeah. together, even if they don't play all of them together, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I personally... I think they should make a couple moves. I don't know what it's going to be, but they just need... I think they needed to switch something up. Lou Williams and Montrez, maybe you just get rid of one of those guys and try and get what you well, can get. But well, well yeah, I'll, I'm not, I'm not I'll just sure. list a couple. I'll list a couple of their free agents at the moment. And Montrez Harrell is actually one of their unrestricted free agents. So um, I'm looking at the list here. Um, Montrez, Marcus Morris, Jermichael Green, Patrick Patterson, Reggie Jackson are probably the, the notable free agents there. Um, big loss in Joakim Noah being a free agent there. <laughs> but... <laughs> But so uh, not the biggest names in terms of like star power, but a few few big guys there that they're going to need to replace. Um, um, I also I think the the biggest need for them to improve at is at the point guard position. I feel like the the effort they've got from Reggie Jackson, um, uh, even Landry Shamit. Um, Patrick Beverly, who we all seem to agree is a bit overrated, um, needs a bit of addressing there. I don't know what the solution is because they've got Lou Williams who sort of comes in and he's like their de facto point guard. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like they need a bigger bigger body there or something, someone who's a, a bit more switchable. But I don't know. I, I think I think running it back isn't the worst thing in the world. And, you know, hopefully Paul George sorts themselves out because he's, he's been a bit awful recently. Yeah, the entire playoffs, he's just been <laughs> so cold. Yeah. You thought he was going to bring it back to this player. What do you have? Ten points. Do you, 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 oh. you guys know what they need? They need um. They need playoff Rondo. They need a point guard. <laughs> oh, they need no. playoff Rondo. That's exactly who they need. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll be available. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, they all, a lot of their team is disposable, so I think there will be yeah. changes there. But I mean, with a if you keep like I mean, if you keep Kawhi PG, you know, keep Zubats. You know, he's, he's, he's not a bad piece to just kind of keep as a young young big man. Do you think they need to um, uh, look at a different coach? What do we think about Doc Rivers? He, he looks pretty... He'll kind of expose this this series, to be yeah. honest, and especially in this last game. Like, 
the, they, they were double teaming Jokic for like the entire game. Jokic wasn't really ever a big threat when it came to scoring. Mm. Um, but you look at his assists today. He was dishing it out, finding open players, um, and they just continued to double team him. Um, you know, switch off pick and rolls, and, and then double and blitz him. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Doc Rivers. Um, he was a good coach back in Boston. He was a decent coach in the Clippers, but I don't know. Maybe that's where they sort of. I mean, coaches always seem to be a bit of a scapegoat. So, yeah. do we think that they move on from him, Cal? I think. I think that's. Um, I feel like they probably won't. I actually would like to see them move on from him. I feel like maybe they just need to mix it up. Um, fun, fun fact about Doc. Actually, he's the only coach ever to lose three series when you're. You're um down, so you're up three one. Really, so, three well, series. Only, only coach to do it. He's done it three times. Did it back in 08, Magic. Um, no oh, idea man. what team that was, to be honest. But um, he's done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's not a record you really want, is it? Yeah. Um, but I, I completely understand because, like that game seven, especially that last, that second half from the Clippers. Defense was horrible. It literally seemed like he lost them the game, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I know Kawhi and Paul George were very disappointing, mm. but the defensive end of the, of the ball is yeah. really where, to me, when I was watching yeah. the, the the highlights and things, like they were making really dumb decisions. Yeah, because um, yeah, they, they were doubling him, but they were still doing, weren't doing it aggressively enough to you know make a difference. Yeah, people were still cutting with ease, and then Jokic, still, Jokic was still doing his thing. Yeah, and Murray just went off, you know. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's also a lot of decent coaches out there at the moment. Like, we've, we've recently heard um, Dantoni's moving on from the Rockets. Um, we all love Kenny Atkinson. There's a, there's a few other coaches out there that have really good resumes. Um, so, um, I'm with you, Calum. I, I, I don't think it will happen just because Doc Rivers seems to have, like, this pedigree as, like, one of the best coaches in the NBA. But personally, I actually think that they, they should explore, at least explore the other options um, and like entertain the idea of having one of these other coaches come in just to have a fresh look. Um, yeah, so that's I mean, my... Surely they'd have the pick of the litter. I mean, that you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It's, it's easily like, the surely... most attractive um, position yeah. that any coach would want. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe they're scared off by the, the Clippers curse or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It's real. It has to be real. Man, Twitter, Twitter blew up today. I don't know if you guys are all across Twitter, but... There was, uh, I've never seen Twitter so like ready, probably not since that 2016 um, finals that, that, oh, that yeah. Golden State gave away. Everyone seems to just be pounding these Clippers <laughs> at the moment and, and, oh, and the Lakers the Lakers are up and, up and about saying that they own the town and oh, it's Laker it, Nation. So It's going to be a long, long, long off-season. <laughs> it's going to be a long off-season for the Clippers. Couple yeah. of, a couple of Magic Johnson tweets yeah. putting the Clippers in their place. I mean, Paul George was already copying it the last few weeks, but now, oh. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna have. He's gonna have to have to go through some therapy for this because this is. He's gonna. He's gonna be copping it hard. Um, I was talking. I was talking to Jermaine before the pod. Uh, it's funny that we're doing our um, later in the pod. We'll be just talking about clutch players. Um, I don't know if this series or this game in particular, someone like a Kawhi Leonard. Do you think that this influences you? Negatively, in terms of what you think of him as a clutch player, like you know, he's pretty passive today. Fourteen points, shot really poorly. Um, uh, to be to be fair, he'd been pretty good up until this point. I think this was maybe his only bad game. Mm. Um, but do you think that this negatively affects him in your eyes in terms of what you think of as a clutch player, Jermaine? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think you know, going back to Doc Rivers, I don't think 
Doc play, called his number enough. Honestly, yep. I think if you if you got Kawhi Leonard on the court, you got to be running plays for him. You got to find out ways to get him the ball and put him in situations that he's going to be successful in. But and I didn't see that. You know, I, I actually had to watch that fourth quarter twice because I was like, what actually happened here? Like, mm. I mean, I probably watched it a few more times because th- that game was was pretty ugly by the end of it. So. I, I don't, I'm not going to knock Kawhi because I've seen him. You know, we've seen him do it in the past, and yep. he's more than capable of doing it. But so, uh, if anything, I'm, I'm going to put it on Doc and say, "Hey, get this man the ball." Yeah, I mean, he had the, the team leading 22 shots in the game. Um, didn't take a single free throw yeah. today, which was I thought pretty massive. Um, that's not Kawhi Leonard like. Um, so I think you know maybe. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a coaching thing or if that's Kawhi, but I'm, I'm going to give Kawhi the pass, like you said as well, just because I've seen it do, see him do it time in, time out, um, and it just didn't seem like the Clippers could get their like all their main players playing well in the same game these last sort of three games. Like you know, one or two of them might be playing well, but then the others are very quiet. So um, just finding that balance, I think, is the key for them moving forward. What do you reckon, Cal? I think, um, yeah, I agree with Jermaine. I think the, they should call his number a bit more. If you actually look back to that Toronto Raptors versus uh, the 76ers last season, yeah. um, in Game 7 specifically, um, Kawhi, he put up 41 points, and he, he shot 39 times. Yeah, like, that's exactly what you need. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of level of volume. You know, it's Game 7. Like, this is it. You know, you lose, you're going home. And, and, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. And now all of LA hates them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are no more Clippers fans left. <laughs> They've all jumped ship. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think he needs to be ultra aggressive there. And, and, you know, you look at 22 shots, but the no free throw attempts makes you actually think that that's probably not actually as aggressive as he could be. Mm. Um, so... I agree. He was he was pretty flat there. We, we might move on from those guys. Um, sad day to be a Clippers fan. Um, so we'll pour one out for you guys. Um, do we think are the Nuggets legit? Like just to touch on them briefly, or are we are we believing them yet? I've got. I believe in them now. You know, they, you believe in them <laughs> regardless of how bad the Clippers laid. You got to give them. You got to yeah. give them respect. None of us picked them. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, not many people would have. I mean, but like yeah. no one picked them. Surely, none yeah. of us. Did. I think I yeah. said in, in five it'd be clear. Yeah, to be honest, coming into the you know, at the start of the season, coming into the playoffs, coming into these this series, mm-hmm. I still had the Clippers as my favorite to win the whole thing. So yeah. this was really a shock to me yeah. um, for them to, to fall apart the way they have. So, mm-hmm. uh, but exciting playoffs. Who knows what's going to happen? Really, yeah. um, can't write them off now. Can't, can't write them off at all. And they're doing and then, it without home court. When the Lakers go up, yeah. um, when the Lakers got 3-1, you can't yeah. write off those Denver no, Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll still be nervous. They'll be sweating. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the other game that happened today. Um, uh, very exciting, thrilling overtime game. Uh, the Miami Heat narrowly edged out my Celtics. <laughs> um, and uh, to top it all off, probably one of the... Um, clutchest, the most impressive defensive play I think that I've ever seen in a playoff game. Like that block by Bam Adebayo, man, that my heart literally shattered. It's into, like I was, I was elated, getting ready to celebrate <laughs> as I was watching this game because I thought, surely he's got a dunk, he's yeah. right open, and then Bam just comes out of nowhere hand dislocating back <laughs> like what the heck that's superhuman strength and I, I would have liked to see the Celtics reaction like the bench because everyone saw that wind up you know taking off from the, th- the three point line you know two dribbles cranking it back you know you thought it was good yep. no 
not on not on Bam's watch. I was literally getting ready to like talk Tatum up in this clutch <laughs> clutch players <laughs> podcast. I was about to say, did you see that dunk? And then nope, <laughs> not to be. Uh, how how excited are you, Cal, with that your heat got up? Oh man. Firstly, yeah, that band block, that was ridiculous. Um, absolutely crazy. Uh, I've said in previous pods that it, I, I, I'd like question anyone to name five players in the NBA that are better athletes than Bam Adebayo. I think he's just such a freak. Um, and, and that's just a perfect highlight to really demonstrate that. And mm. look, when it's all said and done, that's probably going to be like his career-defining moment because that was absolutely yep. awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, probably one of the, the, the best defensive players I've ever seen ever, full stop, period. Like, that's that was pretty crazy. Game-saving blocks like that just don't come around. The only one I can really think of is that LeBron James in the finals um, oh, against... Uh, oh, I was thinking of the oh, Iggy Dollar one. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. The Iggy. Yeah, yeah I was thinking... Well, okay, well, there's two LeBron ones, but the Iggy Dollar was one that came to yeah, my mind because um, that was to, to save, save the game, but... Mm. Yeah, I think Bam. Bam's like he's going to be your typical pro, like pro typical um, NBA center moving forward. I think. I think he's going to be the type of center that teams are going to want, and I really do believe that he's going to be a top two or three center in the league mm-hmm. um, for multiple years in the future. So, love what I see from Bam. I think if the Heat are going to win this series, he is going to be the key, um, and he's going to be the factor. Um, what whether he brings that on, on the offensive side of the ball as well. We know he's a good defender, but if he can punish the the smaller Celtics, I think that's going to be the the key matchup there. Mm. Um, well, I feel like he, he always brings it offensively just with his passing game. I mean, he put up nine assists today, eighteen, yeah. six, mm. and nine. Incredibly, um, incredibly um, valuable passer Bam is as well. They they give it to him on that high block, and and he just is able to find guys. Um, yeah, the heat the heat surprised me a little bit. I mean, I know you're worried. Uh, I'm, worried bitch? I, I'm, I'm, I'm still okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, I think at the start of the, we we all messaged each other before the game started. Um, my pick was Celtics and six. Um, Jermaine, you fill us in with your pick. Seven. Celtics and seven. And Cal, you had the Heat. Heat and six, baby. I mean, how can Oy. you ride against a team that's eight and one in the playoffs so far? Well, nine and one now. I think <laughs> nine and uh, one now. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Ninety percent had- win rate. Yeah, so they've only lost to the uh, Giannis and like the Giannis and Tanakumpo-less Bucks mm. so far. So <laughs> um, I, I still think I watched I watched the whole game today. I think the Celtics, to be honest, um, are still a better team. Um, I think um, the biggest thing that that helped the Heat today was Eric Spolstra. I think he's done an excellent job coaching these guys. Um, I can't remember if. I know I had them. I had him as one of my coaches of the year. I can't remember which one of you guys didn't, but he's solidifying himself as one of the best coaches in the NBA to me. Um, the way he's got those shooters getting open, the cutting off off the like inside passes, they're exploiting matchups a few times. Jimmy Butler, um, Jay Crowder um, switched on to Kemba Walker, went straight down into the post, posted up easy layups. So um, I'm hoping that Brad can make some adjustments on the defensive end. Um, and a couple times we let them get like some really easy looks off mm-hmm. transition um, and just not communicating defensively. Um, and that's not really what we've come to see from the Celtics. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they're able to make adjustments and do that there. And even though there were a few of those things that happened, it was still an overtime game. Yeah. They lost by two points in the end. So mm-hmm. I'm not panicking just yet. Okay. I would have loved to have won that game. You know, this is the first time the Celtics have been down in a series in the playoffs. So we'll see how they go. Um, I hope my my Celtics and six prediction can can stay true. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, I'm still with you as well, uh, Mitch. Um, I think 
I do think Boston is the better team. They unfortunately they lost today, but I th- I'm a big believer in the Celtics defense. Um, watching them, you know, regardless of you know if they lost or not, their their man to man defense is absolutely elite. Mm. Like it is, it's some of the best man to man defense I've seen in years. The way that they they're able to just chase people off the three point line, force them, you know, force them to you know down to the into the middle of the lane where they have people like Marcus Smart waiting for charges or. Daniel Tyson is just able to move so like laterally mm-hmm. and just force him to take tough shots. It's it's so impressive, and I think the just the sheer amount of work that Miami's going to have to do to earn their, yeah. their points. I, I'm a I'm a believer in that because I'm I'm not going to lie. If, if Miami is going to win this series, they're going to have to make continue to make those like those top notch reads on those back yep. cuts off the screens, be able to read them like. Like so well, but like you know, if any team's going to do it, it's going to be Eric Spolstra's team. Yeah, but at it, the same it, time, I'm going to play the odds and say that over seven games, I think that's a, that's a really tall task for any team to be able to do. Yeah, Callum, tell us why you disagree. Let me, let me flip that on you. I'm going to flip that. <laughs> on you like, I mean, look, valid points. Brad Stevens, it's undeniable that he, he always produces an amazing defense. Um, but y- your argument right there was, oh yeah, the Celtics defense—that's just going to them over the line arguably mm. I, I would say the Miami Heat defense is better like if you watch that game say Eric Spolstra he was switching up the defense like every second play he was going zone zone mm. man bit of a box and one zone and like Kemba was completely I mean similar to last um, series I guess as well he, he had a pretty miserable um, game that one and, and I feel like there's he showed so many, signs mm. he showed he did show some signs especially I guess late in that game as well but yeah I just feel like when, when you actually have a stacked team and all of them play defense and even look Tyler Hero he was playing all mm. of the late game minutes on Kemba mm. Walker as well he was he, big he, today he wasn't like scared yeah he was mm. you know he put up big numbers 12 points 11 rebounds and 9 assists almost Oof, got a triple big, double by the way big. Yep. 40 minutes um, I guess well Duncan Robinson was in foul trouble but mm. big game by Tyler Tyler Hero um, but there's just so many bodies that they can throw on the wings. They got Bam, who can switch onto absolutely anyone and still defend. There's a few plays where they got the switch, Tatum versus Bam, and I don't remember Tatum scoring a Bam at all. Like, he was doing faders, and Bam was just in his face the whole time. I think he might have hit a couple of tough sort of, like, leaners, but, yeah, nothing that you'd sort of say that he could maybe replicate over and over and over again. Um, So, yeah. And and then on the offensive end, like, as you were saying, um, there's so many players that are exposed you can pull out of his bag. Um, I will mention Goran Dragic. Holy shit, man. Like, the whole playoffs. He has been yeah, lighting this place up. He has surprised the shit out of me. Like, where did this guy come from? Like, <laughs> he wasn't even starting the whole year. Like, Kendrick yeah. Nunn was starting over him. Yeah. And, and now he's putting up 25 a night. Like, what? Yeah. where the fuck did this come from? Um, Incredible. I tell you, he was coming back. He had that knee problem. I feel yeah. like he's finally feeling healthy and he's feeling himself. Mm. Oh, he's and been he's someone that's benefited. Yeah, he's yeah, someone who's benefited from good, that. Yeah. He's benefited from that longer break, and um, I still have to think though that at some point he's going to come back to earth and be the <laughs> be the Goran Dragic that we've seen over the last two years. Yeah, you know, especially against this Celtics D. You know, but he's been mm. injured the past years. He was always a baller yeah. before that. He's yeah. only thirty four. Like, let's, I, like I, shouldn't, I wouldn't write him off at all. He's been killing. Yeah. Mm. And he's he, he was making good plays today. Like, it wasn't like... I mean, he had maybe one or two, like, tough contested shots. But a lot of his m- makes were in and around the rim, like, tricky contested yeah. layups. Um, he had some couple of good post-ups on, on Kemba Walker. Um, so, it, it, he was very impressive. But I, I'm looking at this, this box score here. 
You've got Goran Dragic, 29 points. Um, Jay Crowder, 22 points. You've got nearly a triple-double from um, Tyler Hero. Um, Bam Adebayo was, um, you know, had his 18. Jimmy Butler had 20. I don't know how much better the Miami Heat can play, really, um, versus when I look over the Boston, yes, Tatum had a big game and Marcus Smart had a big game. Shout out to Marcus Smart, by the way. I fucking <laughs> love that, man. But, you know, someone <laughs> like Tice can do better. Uh, we all know that Kemba can can pull it out. I think, you know, I think there's just a higher ceiling there, and I could be wrong. Like, you know, the, this team is extremely well coached um, and extremely disciplined, and that's, if, if that's going to be the thing that beats us, then so be it. Um, but... I'm still just hoping um, we'll see how we go. And I think I think when it comes down to it, we have the best player on the court in Jason Tatum. Um, he wasn't in my top 15 before these playoffs, but he's moved up. He's surpassed Jimmy Butler for me. Um, <laughs> Jason Tatum, is is he's arrived. I think this is the playoffs that we're going to look back and go, this is when he stepped up. Yeah. This, is, this is when we saw that superstar first emerge. Because every time he shoots it, I'm expecting the ball to go in. <laughs> Legit. Every time. He's got that step back down. Yeah. Um, and if he made that dunk, man, we would be... Yeah. We'd be frothing him. <laughs> but yeah. we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to quick talk quickly about your boy, Jimmy Butler, Cal. Um, and and this will lead, oh, lead us into our next discussion. Um, I will point out, he was good, yes. He had some clutch baskets down, down the, the stretch, yes. He had some clutch um, buckets, did he? That's unlike Jimmy. Uh, yeah, well, well okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, he didn't take that many shots today. He was... He, he sort of cruises along, you know, two, three, what do you have, two threes? Um, only took 14 shots, um, gets to the free throw line um, six times, you know. A little passive, um, so I, I don't know. What, do you, I still don't think that he's the kind of guy that's going to take hold of a series and just put the team on his back. I think they're going to win it collectively and not off Jimmy's back. What do you, what do you think, Cal? Tell me why you think I'm wrong. I feel like well, I feel like the group around him, they all kind of step up into that role. But he, he's just their leader. You know, he, he's one of those guys who, for the first, like, three quarters, he's just going to try and get everyone involved, make some passes. Um, there's so many shooters on this team, which works out really well with them as well. So he, he just wants to get everyone involved. But when it comes down to the fourth quarter, just like it was last season yeah. with the Philly 76ers, <laughs> we know exactly who's getting that yeah. ball. And it's going to Jimmy every single time. And he is performing time in time out and he is this he is a killer on that end so one yep. question we have to ask ourselves who this is a list we've all made yeah top five clutch players in in the league we'll, we'll, we'll take i'll let you break it down if you want Mitch, go ahead yeah so we're, we're talking any player in the league um injured or not um current player we're talking um so you know players like kevin durant Kyrie irving steph curry they're all included um with picking the teams, the players, like right now, like um, how clutch they are right now. Um, and we're basically ranking, we've all got our own sort of, you know, clutch baskets and being clutch in the NBA is a, a fairly vague term. Mm. Um, I will say that the NBA's definition of, of clutch is, um, well, they define clutch time as a, a the last five minutes of a game when the point differential is five or less. Okay, so that's their loose definition of it. We're all going to have our own definition. Um, so I might start with you again, Cal. Um, give me in just go one through five. Who who's your top five clutchest players in the NBA? Okay, one through five. I'll um, all right. I'll break it down for you boys. Yeah, break Number it down one, for me. Clutch player in the NBA. Don't tell me it's Jimmy Butler. In the clutch. <laughs> 
Neither it was Jimmy Butler. If I choose one player, it. it's Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it's Jimmy Butler. It has to be Jimmy Butler. It has to be Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you can pick anyone else. <laughs> you, are, you are such a prisoner at the moment. Like, fucking hell. I knew, I knew when we were going to do this podcast, like, we, we had... I did my list yesterday, um, and I knew with today's games that... I was yeah. Anyway, go on. So, oh, who's Butler your other is the best closer in the league. Give everyone's that man the ball; just, he's going to win you the game. Everyone's just facepalming right now. I think we lost all our viewers, <laughs> all, our, all our audience just now. <laughs> no, I okay. appreciate this. I'll, look, these are the people that are behind Jimmy Butler. Just to clarify, <laughs> all right, go Jimmy on. Butler number one, Kawhi Leonard my number two, Kevin Durant is my number three, LeBron James is my number four, and Damian Lillard as my number five. They're, they're my five most clutch players who I would go to late in game. Interesting. Okay, um, cool. And then look, to, to give it like a bit of a, a definition for like a closer. I'm, yeah, I'm what's your someone, criteria? It's got to be like somebody just presents himself. I'm not going to limit myself to the last five minutes. So I'll say like fourth quarter play. It yep. has to be fourth quarter. It has to be, be a close game, obviously. Um, it has to be someone who can score in many facets. Like... He can get to the line. He can make three throws. is also pretty important for me. I yep. also, to some degree, um, it's a, to a lesser extent, but I do also rate a bit of defense. Because like yep. we know LeBron Fair James, enough. for example. The reason I have LeBron up there is because I know that he can make big-time defensive plays. If, you, if, you, if he's Even on you know, help defense and one-on-one. And that was proven when he blocked you know, Iguodaro in, in, in that series. That's like one of the most clutch players of all time um, on the defensive end. So that's why I have him up there. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, I'll say it again. Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Damon Lillard. Fair enough. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. I've got four out of those five, basically. So I am surprised that we, we, we match up on a lot of them. <laughs> um, so my number five is different to yours. My number one, I've got Kawhi Leonard. Um, number two, I've, I've gone a bit higher than you, Cal. I've got Damian Lillard at number two. Uh, number three, I've got Kevin Durant. Four, LeBron James, same as you. And coming in at number five, um, I hate to say it because he doesn't play for my team anymore, but I've got Kyrie Irving at, at number five as well. True. Um, I will just give a shout-out to my honourable mentions. I've got in my honourable mentions, no particular order, Steph Curry, Luca, Tatum, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> he gets an honourable mention <laughs> for me. Uh, and I'm going to throw in Jamal Disrespect. Murray too. <laughs> yeah. Jack and Jamal. So he's in my top ten. Um, Jimmy Buckets that is but couldn't quite crack my top five um, I've gone with Kyrie Irving instead um, just because uh, and, and my, my criteria is, is a little similar I do take into account a bit of defense I'm weighting it more towards the offensive end um, because I know that team defenses is so important these days it's a bit more um, of a coaching thing schemes and things like that but defense definitely does play a part um, Kawhi Leonard is number one for me because he is um, the, the kind of player that doesn't necessarily win the game-winning shot, although he has done that and has one of the best game-winning shots of all time mm. in last year's series-winning game shot against the, um, the 76ers. But he's the kind of player that also just hits those timely baskets to prevent teams from coming back and building momentum. Um, he's actually becoming extremely reliable in that like post fadeaway jump shot. Um, he can hit a three. He can make a layup. He's he's actually a really um, strong rebounder on the offensive end when he in, in case he does miss the shot. So he's my number one. Um, I'm surprised Demi Lillard was was lower on your list there, Cal. He's clearly up the top two there with me. I, I was fighting between him and Kawhi just because of. Like, if, if I think of someone who's going to hit the game-winning shot, like, Damian Lillard, it's got to be up there. Um, I, I also had Kevin Durant, although he hasn't actually hit that many 
game winners. Yeah. Um, he's just, just that versatile. <laughs> yeah, he kills you slowly. <laughs> he's just that <laughs> versatile. Yeah. 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 If I, if I had to mind with Kevin Durant, actually, remember yeah. that four point play he had against Memphis? When yes. he was like falling out of bounds. In, like, I do remember the, that. I thought yeah. the game was completely over. I was about to turn it off. Yes. And he hits that, like, yeah, falling out of bounds. I do remember that. Play. He got fouled, pushed out from Tony Allen, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in the day. So he's had a few of those. And, and of course, that, that big three dagger that got him his first championship in the finals. Mm. Um, that's one other one that comes to mind. But just a versatile scorer. Um, but yeah, that's my five. The mm. same as you, um, Kyrie Irving instead of Jimmy Butler, though. Yeah. Um, Jermaine, who's your five? Well, I'll start off with my criteria first. Okay, hit you us. For, for me, the way I define clutch was just anyone who generates any sort of offense. But for me, I, for me, it was just an offense, offensive thing. Okay, less so on the D. Anyone who just generates some offense in the last few minutes, you know, whether that's five minutes, two minutes, somewhere between the last stages of the game. And with that, there's a few individual factors. I'd say that um, these people have to be able to score from anywhere on the court. Good. And they okay. also have to be able to get to the free throw line and make those free throws make as well. Make the free so throws. Okay. For that, for, for that, that for me already just cut cut off a few people. Honestly. Okay. And some other factors as well is I think I think coaching and game plan is a big big thing of it as well. You know, there's some players that I'd say are, are good talented players, but I don't think I think the the coach doesn't quite put them in those or runs the right play for them to, to you know to mm-hmm. be in the, be successful. Um, so with that being said. I, I didn't include any of the, the guys like Seth Curry or Kyrie or okay. Durant just because I'm really loving these the guys that we're watching right now so right, I just kind of get, to, um, get to with them so, so you got no Kevin Durant no Kevin Durant oh jeez yeah. blasphemy <laughs> <laughs> carry so on so from one, 1 to 5 I got number 1 Kawhi Leonard yep number 2 I got Chris Paul Chris Paul I got really? Chris Paul man. that's very surprising that dude was, was lighting it up this playoff 6 foot Chris Paul <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll go he can't it. make like that many shots, man. Like I don't know, Bro, like that, dude. That, that series he won for against the Spurs, but no, nah, no, nah, he can he can do it all. Well, anyway, all right, keep going. Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, Luka Doncic. Oi, hey. you, you hey, have Luka Doncic. Hey, I'm, ne- I'm not <laughs> a hater. Man. I'm not a hater. Man. You're just trying to gain favor back to Luka. You know, Luka <laughs> listens to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to join us whenever you want, Luka. Um, <laughs> and number four, Jokic. Jokic, mate. You're going off the rails with this nah, list. I nah. cannot agree with this list right and now. And number five, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> no, Jimmy okay. Butler. Hey, oh, wait, give me some is, love, Cal. <laughs> that would have to be the most outrageous list I've ever heard. No way, bro. <laughs> oh my, my, my criteria again, ability to score from anywhere on the court and or even just make plays. And these guys are all playmakers. They can, draw the, they can get to the free throw line. Right. I hate your list so much. <laughs> I'm just going to put that there. So I'm saying you have no Damon Lillard. I don't have Damian Lillard. No. You, okay, no Damian Lillard. You've got no Kevin Durant, and you've got no LeBron James. Is, no LeBron was, James. was LeBron James the free throw factor? It was a free throw factor, and they just straight up eliminated him. Oh, he, hey, he's an honorable mention. He's a top ten, but he's oh. not a top five to me. I've been watching Lakers for the last few years, and dude, this guy's free throw is just, just bam. Okay, I want to throw some stats at your your way, Jermaine. Sure. I know, I know, we're in clutch. You know, mm-hmm. fair enough. It's yep. a bit fake, but okay. Do you know who the number one player of all time is? On game winners, you have a guess. Number one, all time. No, wrong. Kobe Bryant. It's LeBron James. <laughs> it's LeBron James. Hey, that, that could be just out of just sheer volume as well. It doesn't matter. He's seven for fifteen on go-ahead shots in the final five seconds of a playoff game. The most by any player of all time. Um, 
So he he actually in his five career postseason buzzer beaters has the same amount as any two other players combined. So he's got five postseason buzzer beaters, and no other player has got more than I think Michael Jordan had three, and no other player had more than two. So um, the only reason he's not like one or two for me is the free throw percentage. But yeah. you can't say that he's not top five. He, like, he was very close. He's probably a six or a seven. But um, and you've got Jokic ahead of him. He's pretty damn good right now, man. <laughs> when has Jokic ever made a clutch shot? He's made like three clutch shots this season, and he's, he's still been making plays. He he's been clutch the last few games. Hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to say recency bias, oh. but I think <laughs> offensively, this dude can he can do it all, man. He can he's making he's the, the clutch right passes. They're losing three one. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's ultimate clutch. <laughs> that go. is. Uh, look, to be fair, the whole the whole Denver Nuggets deserves a shout out as, <laughs> as a clutch team. But hey, uh, he's the one that's making those passes, and you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I just feel like he's a solid player all round, and he's he's a smart player. Um, I don't know. Like, shot off though. Can like, he? I, I, he actually, can. I'm raiding it, man. I'm raiding yeah. it. Like, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I I totally make my top ten. He'd be up there for me. He yeah. um he reminds me of, like his touch. He's like I'd, I'd openly say he's got the best like touch um in the game in terms of, like the, like the finesse he puts on a bit of spin. Like it always mm. just seems like it's gonna go in. Um, yeah. And he's kind of like a, those weird uncoordinated like fadeaways and this bumps people off. He can get any shot off really. Yeah, and people, anywhere. people can't guard that because he's just he's still got that big frame and you know he's yeah. always gonna be a threat just passing so. Jermaine, I'm not Jermaine, hated, but uh, you got to put LeBron like, like, above him. Yeah. Well, okay. Hold on. So LeBron, that's excuse, inexcusable. But talk me through Chris Paul over Damian Lillard. What's what's going on there? How does that make any sense at all? To for me, Damian Lillard, I still think he he doesn't quite get to the free throw line, and he still hasn't been able. For me, the physicality thing, you know, I don't, I don't think. I, I think his games just like if he gets doubled. He's going to take that tough shot. I think Chris Paul is going to try to split that D and get in the lane kind of thing. I, I think the IQ thing of, of Chris Paul is, he, in terms of like high, like IQ, Chris Paul is just just so smart. He's always to me he he gets whatever he wants. Honestly, Chris Paul he gets he gets his mid range wherever he's going to draw those fouls. I, I don't think yeah I don't think he does he has a. A weakness offensively. Look, I'll throw some more stats your way. Um, this is off NBA.com, and we know their definition is the last five minutes yeah. when the game's within five points. Um, Damian Lillard averages a free throw a game, and Chris Paul averages 1.1 free throw a game. So, yes, Chris Paul averages more three throws per mm-hmm. game, um, and he does shoot them at a higher percentage, um, 92% versus 82%. Mm-hmm. Still a good percentage by, by Damian Lillard. Um, but... Chris Paul's just too small. Like, if I'm picking a team, if I'm choosing who do I want the ball, like, the, whose hands I want the ball in, in the last, you know, five minutes of a game, I'm 100 times out of 100 choosing Damian Lillard uh, over mm. Chris Paul. He's got that deep range, um, extends the D all the way out to him. He's more athletic. He's bigger. Um, and he's proven it. Like, think about just the last few postseasons itself. <laughs> like that that shot that literally ended Oklahoma City. Like, like yeah. what? Like, and and then the, the one shot against that ended the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets. Hey, there's a there's a big shots for the stage. Sure, I know, but <sighs> where's Chris Paul's game winning series winning Chris shot? Paul did it against Spurs though. He did it against the Spurs. That did happen. Yes, did I do remember that. Remember was that... that like that that like that runner that was a layup? Yeah, I do remember that. But I mean, it's not as impressive. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I think I think um, Damian Lillard makes those big shots, but I think Chris Paul still makes the big plays. He will make that right pass to the 
to the to the open guy. He was still he's still gonna command like command that double team, and he's still overall gonna to me he just makes a better play like more often. And yeah, Daniel is finishing those those games with the you know the highlight highlight shots. Yeah, hundred percent he is. I mean, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. <laughs> I know it's I know I know, but I, I want to hit you with one more stat. Okay. One, one, one more stat. There are only two players in NBA history mm-hmm. who have had more than one um, game tying or go ahead shots in the fast in the last um, uh, seconds to win a playoff series. Mm. Michael Jordan <laughs> and Damian Lillard, <laughs> two players <laughs> who've had playoff series winning shots. Two players, and you're not going to have him in the top five. Disrespect. Hey, he's, he's an honourable <laughs> mention. He's an honourable mention. Yeah. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. I, 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 hey, I need I to put up a bit more arguments. Um, let me put yeah, up a bit more arguments, my boy, Jimmy, Jimmy Baller. Okay, so you've got him number one, and Jermaine, you've got him in your top five, too. He's, he's number five, yeah. Okay, so convince me, boys. Do you guys remember when, when Philly traded for him? In yeah. In his first seven games with Philadelphia. Do you remember what happened in his first seven games? Enlighten me, Cal. He hit two buzzer beaters to win the game. Oh, I remember that. that two, was do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember was, that. One yeah. was a step back against the Nets. <laughs> that was and a then, like, that's five days later, his move. He does like the same thing <laughs> in overtime against the Hornets. Yeah. Like, this man is clutch. If you look back and you watch that game seven um, against Toronto, by the way, the champions Toronto, who, who tied that game up in 1990? Who tied it up? Jimmy Buckets did. <laughs> right? And look, respect to Kawhi Leonard. You know, yeah, look, he, was, he got his, that... That um, you know, maybe there was magnets in the ball that drew it into the bucket. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> yeah, but, who um, knows? Look, you, you can't knock on Jimmy Butler. Um, I will also love to do a little shout out to my um, my main man. He must be listening. Uh, ISO Joe Johnson. Yeah. Uh, brought up in this conversation. Well, <laughs> that man was a baller back in his day. If we were talking, if we're talking historical, he he might get a mention because he's surprisingly one of the highest in terms of those game-winning shots. He's mm-hmm. you know got the I think nearly the most all time. Um, he's yeah, up there I with LeBron Joe, James yeah. and, and Michael Jordan, but um, I'm not picking him today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I, I, I will pick up, and I know Michael will be very upset if I don't pick it up, um, the, the statistics in terms of Jimmy Butler's shots. Mm. Now, I know we have decided that we've got other criteria, but the statistics would say that Jimmy Butler is not a clutch player. <laughs> he, in fact, is an unclutch player. He's um, shooting, where was the stat? 27.9% in the clutch. Um, and again, we're what do- season is that? That's his career. That's his career. That's his, that's his career. So, look, how many times has Jimmy Butler been shooting when he was in uh, first or second year player in the clutch? Uh, was he even starting? Was he even on the court? I don't think so. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Think so, it's, it's a pretty... Like, the Bulls. If it's in yeah. the last five minutes, he might have been. Like, I don't know. And, like, the first, yeah, like, what, three, four years, he was just a defensive specialist. He wasn't yeah, even, like, he a wasn't, shooter. No way. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to give us some perspective, um, you know, Damian Lillard shoots 40%. Chris Paul shoots actually 52%, probably in strength of your argument there. Mm-hmm. Someone like a Donovan Mitchell shoots 42%. Yana shoots 54%. You know, all these guys... Yeah, Giannis isn't a good closer there. That's the thing. No. Giannis can't get and his own shot. None of us had him there. So no. Jason Tatum's 50%. So a lot of these guys, even Russell Westbrook is a 50% clutch time shooter, which surprised the hell out of me. So mm-hmm. the fact that Jimmy Butler is down there at 29 percent um is enough for me now i've still got him in my top 10 mm. i still think he's a clutch player you know i had him outside my top 10 in terms of an overall level player so i think he's a better player in the clutch than i would want him for the entire mm. game 
But I couldn't give him top five. There's too many other good players out there um, that I would just much rather have the ball in their hands. I, I don't think Jimmy Butler's got a, uh, a jump shot. I don't think he's got a jump shot like these other guys. Like, yeah, he hits every now and again. Like, but he's not a three-point shooter. Um, the, the elite... He's a three-point shooter. Come on. Look, look in like, the clutch he is. In the clutch, yeah, he, yeah. he had a big one today. He did have a big he one, and I knew seven percent from three today, man. <laughs> I knew that would come up today, and I was so mad because I was going to make this argument, and he made this fucking. He made the bloody corner three. Yeah, I know. He, he made this corner it to three OT with that corner three. Yeah, and then he also made that jumper. He hit that tough, like, tough layup over Jason Tatum, which was not yeah. a foul, by the way. Well, um, let's not forget about the fourteen points he put up um, in the fourth quarter in mm. game one against the Bucks. That was ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but we also forget to mention that the next game he shot like four shots the entire game. So oh, who, who won that game? No, remind me. No, remind me. Who, how did they win that game? Was it off three throws from Jimmy Butler to win the game? Is that how they won? Yeah, cool. <laughs> that the was man, how they won. the man can hit a free throw. Oh, but I'm, I'm going to counter this for um, against. I mean, for, for Jimmy Butler, right, I think. Man. I think Jimmy Butler's um, 27% is just attributed to. I think. I think bad coaching. He hasn't. I think. Last season, oh, not not necessarily just bad coaching. I think the 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 build of the teams that he's been on. Yeah. I think last year in Philly, when he was that closer for the team, I think having Ben Simmons on the court, Joel Embiid on the court, you're gonna have you're not gonna have that spacing like they do have on Miami. And I think the reason why Jimmy's sh- like shining so bright right now is just because Miami's just a threat from everywhere on the court. You know, yes, Jimmy Butler's gonna be taking it, but you can't just you can't just help off anyone because Jimmy Butler's that person that's gonna make that pass. He's more than he's more than um, yeah. He's a, he's a willing passer. He's a, good, he's a willing passer. More, yeah. more than willing to make that pass. But at the same time, if, if they don't if they don't double him, and he's going to have that space because the shooters off the court on the court, he's going to take it one on one to the ring. What, what, what we saw today and what we've been seeing this entire playoffs bubble as well. So that's uh, so why I think the Miami Heat has suited. Um, yep. Jimmy's play style very well and it's it's showing in the clutch look it's an excellent point uh, by you I, I'll, I'll grant you that like yeah. you know, ha- since he's been at Miami mm. I will admit his um, late game sh- shot quality mm. has definitely lifted yeah. and, and I do con- Philly, attribute uh, that given the past two years minimum nah, to, uh, I don't, I don't think Philly the field, shit Philly wasn't great yeah Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on the court not great yeah um, I mean yeah you, you put one person in the paint you're not going to get the same spacing like Miami it is yeah. um, you know but, but before that Minnesota before that the Bulls yeah it was, it's a very long time ago but I mean right now where it is at the, you know, on, the, on the heat man spacing is just beauty yeah uh, alright well, fair enough make, I just want to have one, one quick rant about the whole stats um, perspective. All right, no, there's, some hear me. Idiot, there's some idiots out there who think, oh yeah, Jimmy Butler is 27%. Um, if you actually watch basketball, <laughs> you would realize that Jimmy Butler is amazing in the clutch. Um, the same people, the same people 20 years from now will pick up a piece of paper and be like, oh yeah, dude, James Harden was easily the best player of that decade. And it's that exact same people who, who, who will say, oh yeah, dude, Steph Curry wasn't even that good. Like, come on. Come on now. Are, are, are you speaking to anyone in particular there, Callum? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think there's no need to name names. But, uh, our co-host, Michael Neighbor, may be one of those people. Yeah, it's a, pity, it's a pity he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, shout out, shout out to Michael Neighbor, who is on my side. I, 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 will, I do want to find out where he's got him. I, I, I will at least admit that he is a top 10 clutch yeah. shooter. Um, so I'm not saying he's a bad clutch player, but um, I've just got these other players over him. What do you guys think of... Uh, um, you had Luka Doncic in your yeah. top five. You, of all people. Like, I thought you were a Luka hater. What's, 
Why the turnaround? I've never been a Luca hater. I was just saying that I just wanted to wait until we saw him in the playoffs and then I could fairly evaluate him. Okay. He's proven to me that he can he can literally make a play when he's on, like at, at all times. Yep. Like th- this dude, if he gets doubled, he's making that skip pass to the corner for an open three-pointer shot. If he doesn't get doubled, he's getting to the lane. He's, he's, he's finishing he's finishing with contact. He, he's doing it all. And yeah. so for me, there was he has no weaknesses. Although he did struggle from the line this playoffs. The free throw line, yeah. Um, I, I think that is an anomaly. I, I'm surely he doesn't he doesn't shoot that. Like I don't that. know. I don't know if it's an anomaly. He he has actually struggled historically his has two it? seasons at the free throw line. I think he's an under eighty percent free throw shooter, um, and he has had stretches where he's shot, you know, sub seventy percent mm. um, in in large stretches. Yeah. Um, I would know as a fancy coach, <laughs> he, he would often put me in holes yeah. in the free throw category. Um, so uh, he, he does have that weakness to his game, yeah. but um, it sounds like your list is very heavy on the playmaking ability as well. Yeah. So I suppose Luca has that one as well. Um, and he has, you know, in his limited sample size already shown us some game winning shots mm. um, and clutch baskets down the end of the game against yeah. a stellar defense. Yeah. Um, so he's got all the moves. I like to hear that from you, Jermaine. Yeah. No, hey, <laughs> don't, don't be talking down to him. Like, I've never been a fan of him. I've always been a fan of it. I've just been reserved about him, and now. But he's uh, done enough. He, he's done enough. Hey, he's number three on my list. He's he's, he's he's yeah. He can do it all. Okay, so I'll, give, I'll give him that. Fair enough. Um, also, one last thing to just to wrap us up. No love for my boy um, Kyrie Irving. We don't think he's very clutch. Cal. Well, like. I don't know, man. Like, uh, he's an amazing isolation player. I'll, I'll give him that. So he can get a shot off. He can score from anywhere. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll grant him that. Um, but I don't know. Like, he just doesn't do anything else. Like, all those other intangibles that we mentioned. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't bring any of those. Yeah. So he'd definitely be in my top 10. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, his scoring ability would put him in a top 10 closer for me. Yeah. Um, I did have trouble with that fifth spot. Top five. Yeah, I did have trouble with that flip, that top spot. I flip-flopped between him, um, Steph Curry, and Luca. Those were like my three guys I was rotating through there. Mm. Um, I'm surprised none of us had Steph Curry. Um, you know, the greatest no, shooter of all time. <laughs> I think I think a couple of years ago there was that like GM survey that everyone asked, um, you know, um, it, last second shot, who do you want taking the ball? I think 85% of the, the league's GM said they wanted Steph Curry. Mm. And just two years later, we, he's not in our top five. So... What do we think there? Do you think he's just too small? He's, um, like, the league's figured him out. He's a one-trick pony. Why, why do none of us have him in our top five? It, uh, it's tough. I, I love Steph Curry. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe just I just haven't seen him enough. I think that's it. Maybe I just yeah. I just need to see him, like, to see him play. Because, yep. hey, the, if I see him play and, like, he hits a clutch shot, he's, like, he's band number one. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a recency no, bias I'm, right I'm now. Not, I'm, not a, I'm, really, I'm really not. <laughs> Yeah, fair Steph enough. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's just because we haven't, uh, haven't I have seen to him play. The same argument with Kyrie. Like, it's yeah, just, he doesn't bring a whole lot more in the other end, and and like absolute killer of a scorer. Don't get me wrong. Um, so definitely top ten. Didn't quite make the top five. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think the the reason I eventually put him off my thing is because uh, lack of. I think the, the thing that makes Steph Curry great is that he is able to put through stretches of like unguardable basketball, mm-hmm. um, but that often doesn't happen in the fourth quarter, and he often puts teams to bed really early in games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like sometimes when you see his best basketball. Um, I haven't actually, I can't even remember a stretch uh, outside of that game-winning shot against Oklahoma City, uh, the famous Mike Breen bang mm-hmm. bang game um, <laughs> that he's actually taken over a fourth quarter and just dominated. Um, uh, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. There, there was. Um 
I think that was like a scoreless. I think it was Game Six against Houston. Kevin Durant's out, and yeah. in the conference final. Oh finals. yeah, yeah. And he had oh, like a scoreless that. first half. He had a scoreless mm-hmm. first half, and then he puts up twenty five points in the second half. Yeah, fair um, enough. And fair enough. Big buckets, clutch as well. Like I think yeah. it was a game winner. Kind of, it was kind of like a floater. Yeah, um, a bit of an isolation play. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and, like he's my top. He's in my top seven or mm. six or seven yeah. um, clutch players. But I think just that lack of sample size. Like you're talking about these other guys, like yeah. Damon Lillard and Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi. Mm. We've got multiple examples of them coming yeah. up clutch. I also remember a few times in that 2016 finals. I know it's harsh to pinpoint the one time he didn't win the finals, but um, there was a few like key turnovers and, yeah. and sloppy decision making um, things that he's done um, that sort of knocked him down a little bit in my eyes. But mm. um, just thought it was interesting that yeah. the best shoot of all time is on that top five. Yeah, and it's also like because that team was so dominant, you know, they were winning games by yeah. third quarter, and yeah, and once again the sample size kind of. And they had Kevin Durant on their helps. team. That yeah. helps. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and, and they went to him instead yeah. of Car- yeah. um, <laughs> Steph Curry. So yeah. I mean, they, I, I'll, I'll give another shout out to another um, yeah, time that Steph Curry uh, took over. I don't know if you remember, but like there was that one game against the Blazers. I don't know if it was a playoff game, but maybe it was a, it was an overtime game. He scored like. He's got like 20 points in, the, in overtime. Yeah, okay. Uh, I remember that. Is, is that when he just came back from injury? I think it was in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe yeah. But I think it went, the game went overtime and he's, he's got like he, he, five he threes in a row or something like that. Yeah. It was a record yeah, okay. with most points in an o- OT. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, maybe we should be having more discussions about him. But, yeah. but anyway, those ones just slipped my mind, to be honest. Yeah, Steph Curry slipped everyone's mind, which is a shame. But Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll either have some people that think we're idiots or <laughs> argue and disagree with us but um, it's fairly similar lists except for that Chris Paul hot take and Jokic hot hey, take that's, from that's not a hot take man <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on guys um, we, we did talk about the Clippers and what they should be doing in the off season I did want to touch on another um, big franchise and a, a franchise that's got a lot of question marks leading into the off season the Houston Rockets and what they're going to be doing obviously they uh, lost in five games to the Lakers they won the first game then um, got swept after that Uh, we know that Mike D'Antoni has left as the head coach basically said see you boys I'm going somewhere else Uh, which is a bit weird we often don't see that like I can't remember the last time that a coach like you know left before they were fired yeah um, or didn't mutually part ways (laughs) Um, just straight up went up and left so what do we think um, these guys are doing over the off season like they're they're a bit strung up with cap room and, Mm. and some big contracts where do we think that they can make that next step? Do they blow it up? Do they trade Harden? Do they trade Westbrook? Can they even, like, would anyone take Westbrook's contract? Mm-hmm. What do they do, Jermaine? I think, I think if, if, if you're Houston, you obviously got to, I think you, you got to take, you got to keep James Harden. So you do whatever you, you need to do to keep Harden with them. I think they have to obliterate the team. With, with um, D'Antoni gone, you know, that the whole team was kind of orchestrated or kind of built to suit that style of play, and if and we've seen it enough, they've they've had good deep runs into the playoffs, but the same style they play is the same. They pretty much lost the same way every single time, and so I think it's time to to play a new a, a new style, maybe mm-hmm. with um, not so centered on James Harden, maybe bringing a big guy or something like that that can that can sort of slow. Who are they bringing in though? Like what's like they've got. That you know, I think I've written down here. They've got their entire cap, um, you know, money is is strung up on four guys: Gordon, Covington, Harden, Westbrook. Yeah. Altogether, they cost over 120 million dollars. You know, like they don't have the money to sign this this free agent 
or, you'd have to or trade. make a trade. You've got to trade, yeah. Who are you, you trading? Trade for, for me, I, I think I think it is. If you trade Westbrook and a bunch of things, <laughs> try to get Carl and Thieves Towns. <laughs> all, the, all the draft picks that they no longer have when, yeah. they, when they trade it to get him? I, I think they go for Carl and Thieves Towns or stuff like that. Someone who's... Carl, they're not, no one's going to trade Carl Towns. They've got the number one pick know. now. They've got... De- well, that's um, the thing. I don't, I don't think, think Carl Towns is going to want to rebuild. Or, like, go through... No, I, I think he'll be keen to, like, play with Russell. Like, D'Angelo and him are, are mates, supposedly. I don't think that's okay, something... I love that. I love that. Hot take, you heard it here first. The Timberwolves, firstly, they're going to draft LaMelo Ball. They're going to have Delancho Russell, and they're going to trade for Russell Westbrook. They're going to And they're going to zag so much that this league has never seen. <laughs> no, I think Minnesota, first of all, is just going to... D'Angelo Russell is not even part of the team. He's just going to be shipped out anyway. He's, nah, he's, I don't know. They, they gave up a bit to get him. Oh, actually, well, they got rid of Wiggins' contract. Yeah. So. Well, I think someone of that count, I think a big... They're going to need a big man. I, I don't think you can ISO James, you know, in win the championship yeah. at all. So. What do you think, Cal? Do you, do you think that they... Like, what, what can they make? I know they probably should make a move, but what, what can they do? I mean, look, me personally, I would love to see them trade James Harden. I think that's what they should do. Do I think they will do it? No, they won't. But they definitely should do it because he's got so much trade value. They get so many assets. And um, I'm just so sick of the Houston Rockets. I don't like watching <laughs> I don't like watching James Harden play right now. I'd actually shout out to the, when shout played, out to the like, Houston Rockets fans out there. I was just yeah, saying, shout, shout out to the... the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I preferred watching him play with a big man because when he actually attacks the rim and draws that double, there, there were so many like lob plays he could do. And that, that aspect of his game is completely taken out of it. And he just... He, he, super, he just goes to so much more step backs and it, it, he's just kind of become a, a hyper, hyperbole of, of himself to some can degree. Just can like, I just say, can I just, just say, like, um, just shout out to uh, Mike D'Antoni for like trading. I don't know how much he actually had to do, but I say it would have a, a big impact and a big say in the trades that they do. But mm-hmm. shout out to Mike D'Antoni and um, going in there, creating a small ball, <laughs> trading their, their, their star center and then leaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jumping ship. They're going, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your small ball that you're stuck with now. Um, <laughs> so, like they really went all in. They legit did. They, they, yeah, their only center true. on the roster, Tyson Chandler, is a, like, what is he, 37 years old and he's a free agent. Yeah. Um, so he's not even on their, on their books anymore yeah. so they literally don't have a center on their roster mm. so um yeah look trading james harden i don't know like what are you rebuilding then cal not for sure yeah. you just gotta get whatever assets you can get whoever gives you the most assets you just take that because they've got no draft picks like the, the houston rockets i think are actually in like this really nothing position yeah, like position. it's it's a horrible position to be in like uh, i only see russell westbrook getting worse and worse he's a player that relies on his athleticism so um, i don't know who out there is actually going to take a trade of russell westbrook at the moment you're probably going to have to give up assets to trade russell westbrook mm-hmm. um which is not what you want to do. Hey, Minnesota <laughs> um, have assets. There you go. Minnesota. <laughs> you think they're going to straight swap D'Angelo and Russell? Yeah. Would they do that? Who says no there? No, probably probably Minnesota. Uh, I would. I wouldn't do that. I don't know. They've made some pretty silly moves in the past. I wouldn't put it past them, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see a scenario where they're able to trade Russell Westbrook. Their only tradable asset, like you said, Cal, is James Harden. Mm. Um, like Eric, Eric Gordon is, is coming up to be one of the worst contracts in the NBA. I know there's a lot of bad contracts out there, but mm. he's signed on for multiple years, um, you know, over $20 million a year. So, and, and he's been very disappointing. Um, Covington's also on the books for a lot. Um, I will say that most of their key players are under contract for the next couple of years. So 
if they can't get any trades, I suppose they can run it back. Who knows? Maybe a bit more time with this small ball. I don't know. But and you also gonna need to find a coach that is willing to play that small ball as well. So I also think the matchup for these guys was horrible. Like keep in mind, like LeBron James and Anthony Davis against these Houston Rockets is the worst matchup you can you can make for these guys. I think it was a, an awful matchup, and I predicted a sweep. I didn't get there, but yeah. it was it wasn't far. Yeah, it, it wasn't like far it. off. Yeah, it looked like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, they're gonna have to go through them at some point. Oh, like I mean. Yeah, you're gonna have to verse Lakers. Lake, I mean, Lake. Yeah, LeBron and AD are gonna be GM, there. So, if you're a GM, you have to account to go through the Lakers, right? In the next two mm. or three years, at least. Like yeah. LeBron's still there. AD. I mean, I'm assuming AD resigns, right? So, yeah. Mm. Um, it's kind of like what the Warriors were. Um, you know, over the past five years, you knew if you're in the Western Conference and you're going to the playoffs, you had to go through them. So, you had to try and build a team around that. Mm. Yeah. Look, yeah, I, I, I'm with you though too, Cal. I, I think they should trade James Carden, but I don't think they will because the way I see it, I just don't see this team doing anything. Um, in, mm. you know. But the thing is, Harden's on a contract for. Does he have a? Would he have a no trade clause? Like, would he? Would he I'd have to look that one up. Like, he might even have a no trade clause. So, yeah, who knows? Probably, and he did have a lot of power in that organization, I'm sure as well. Mm. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, Tough for the Houston fans out there. They're in a bit of a tight spot, but you know, at, at the bare minimum, they they should make the playoffs again next year, and at least they'll be calling it now. Anthony Towns in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> the three point card lineup over yeah. in over in Minnesota. They they got to pull it off somehow. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we, we might start to call it there boys um, we've got some conference final actions now we're down to the last four teams um, we spoke about our predictions for the Miami Boston series um, Jermaine and I are taking Boston Callum's obviously on that heat bandwagon um, <laughs> just before we leave I just want to get your quick predictions on this Lakers Denver series I'll start with you Jermaine who, who have you got I've got Lakers in six six okay Lakers in six what about you Cal I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lakers in six as well. Actually, that was my Ooh, prediction too. So. Okay, I'm gonna go. Jeez, I don't want to be the same as you boys, but I'm gonna go. Nah, fuck it. I'll go Lakers in five. I think this is a great. I think it's a great matchup again for LeBron. He's had a bit of a dream run. Not many perimeter defenders out there. Not many big bodies. Um, I think this is a good matchup for them. So I'm gonna go Lakers in five, and they're gonna make the, the finals. So you, uh-huh. you think? that the Lakers will be able to close out the Denver Nuggets when the Denver Nuggets are down 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, so maybe. They're going to win that game five. <laughs> game five that no one has yet to do. No one has won game five <laughs> against the Nuggets. I'm going out on a limb. I'm, I'm saying bold prediction. They win game five. Lakers win game five. Um, uh, thanks to everyone again for tuning in to episode 10. Um, if you've got anyone out there that loves basketball, let them know. Let them, let them know about the pod. Um, shout out to Cal and Jermaine for joining us again and mm-hmm. shout out to Mike uh, for making the Ball Boys podcast what it is today Um, we will catch you guys next week where we've got some conference finals to talk about and we'll be getting ever so closely to the NBA finals I'm keen for it alright catch you later boys and we'll see you next time bye bye